Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. This is Otto. Otto needs no introduction. I might, but I don't think uh, Otto does. We now get mail for Otto, and Otto signs them with autographs, which is one of the seven puns I've cracked in my entire life. The world is divided between those who crack puns and those who do not. Those who do not, their task is to moan when they hear a pun, which is very interesting because that means there's a certain masochistic element to punsters because very rarely are they complimented on the wit, and it takes wit to come out with a good one. And that's it for today's. <laughs> a frisky mood today. I have no idea why. So a couple of thoughts. To re by the way, reintroducing the fireside chat every week. I just share some thoughts. It's utterly spontaneous. I take your questions, all spontaneous. Uh, no, no, no script, no teleprompter. Just you. Teleprompter, just you. So, got a couple of thoughts, and I'll go to your questions. And Megan tells me that the video question is unique because I have I've not seen it, read it heard it. So they they apparently want my spontaneous reaction, which will be interesting to see. Okay. Cup two items for you as a thoughts on my mind. One is the uh, just announced news that Texas will uh, basically open up completely. The governor, Governor Abbott, has announced no more even mask mandate. You want to wear a mask, that's your business. And that is what Texas is doing. Florida came close to doing this uh, nearly the entire time that uh, the, much of the country was locked down. My state is still in lockdown. You cannot eat inside a restaurant in my state, California. These people have convinced themselves that they're really saving lives, which is true. I mean, look, do you know that if you banned cars, you would save a lot of lives. People would just uh, have to, guess, I guess, take public transportation, which is presumably safer. Uh, or if you made the speed limit 35 instead of 55, you'd save lives. The... Uh, I'm not even sure that they have saved lives, by the way. I'm not even granting that. But let us say that they did. That is not the only question that a leader asks. If you're, if you're, the most obvious is wartime. A general does not ask, will we lose troops? That is one of the questions. But it, it is a tragic fact that you will lose troops. But you cannot win the war if you are not prepared to lose troops. We cannot s survive as a society, and any society, not just the U.S., if we lock down the economy. Economy means how people earn a living. And it has to do with dignity. Work is dignity. Or at least somebody in the family working is dignity. By the way, I've always contended that a woman who takes care of a home is working. She's just not getting a salary check. The, the contempt that the, the highly educated elites have for taking care of a home, uh, this is 
this precedes nearly all of you. I mean, I was a kid when I heard all this. You, you're, you want to be a wife and a mother? What are you, a loser? That was that. That continues to be uh, the uh, the message. By the way, there are more depressed young women today than and ever in recorded American history, and I think that that's one of the uh, reasons. That's worthy of its own time, just to address the issue of women and related subjects. So I salute Governor Abbott of Texas. And I give you one example of, a, of the many, many horrible prices of one year. This is the anniversary of the lockdown. And I wrote a year ago, this was the greatest mistake in history. Not greatest evil, I made that clear. Greatest mistake. I was right. I'm not telling you this so you'll know I was right, but it's good for you to know because I was universally nearly mocked, attacked for saying what a mistake it was. First time in history that the healthy have been quarantined, that the people almost uh, inconceivably likely to get sick were quarantined, namely young people, depriving kids of school for a year, increasing addiction, increasing suicide, increasing family abuse, increasing divorce. Oh, but that doesn't matter because we're saving lives, say the scientists. Scientists run the gamut from moron to, to wise as taxi drivers and plumbers and chiropractors and airplane pilots, you name the profession. The, there is not one iota more wisdom in the medical profession than in any other profession, any. And the number of fools may be a drop higher from my experience with them in the last uh, year, unfortunately. So uh, just remember, again, follow the science is a lie. They don't follow the science. They follow the scientists they agree with. I follow science. I follow the scientists I agree with. I admit it. The scientists who said the lockdown is going to kill people are the scientists I agreed with. The scientists who say that hydroxychloroquine and zinc are good, I agree with. Scientists that say ivermectin saves lives, I agree with. Why are they not science? Because the, uh, the media don't agree with them. Science is what the media agrees with, not what science is. Just remember that. So I salute the Governor Abbott in Texas. And I got one more question. I got two more questions. They're related. If masks help, and I'm not saying they don't. I'm agnostic. But if masks help, what do you care if the other guy wears a mask? If masks protect you, why do you care if I wear a mask? So you say, well, if you wear a mask, I'm, a mask, I'm even more protected. Yes, but what then we're getting into the realm of such tiny percentage points that either the mask works or it doesn't work, or it overwhelmingly works and infinitesimally doesn't work. Why do you care if I wear a mask if you wear a mask? And I'll prove to you that that's a legitimate question because Dr. Fauci, who seems to be a nice guy, but I have zero desire to listen to him about anything because I don't think he has wisdom. Uh, he has told us 
that after vaccines, we'll still have to wear masks. Even if you're vaccinated, then why the hell get vaccinated? Abundance of caution. You know what abundance of caution's initials are? AOC. Isn't that cute? Yeah, one of, one of the members of the House of Representatives is abundance of caution. Abundance of caution. How about living life? I want an abundance of life. Abundance of joy. Abundance of caution is paralyzing. How's that? A-O-C equals P. P for paralysis. That, that's, the, that's why I don't trust them. Anyone who says after you get vaccinated, you'll still have to wear a mask, I consider a fool. You are fooling, either you're fooling me or you're a fool. There is no third possibility. When in the history of disease have people who have gotten vaccinated still been masked? This is, uh, by the way, why do I care about masks? I care about masks because it dehumanizes people. That's why. A, a, a whole generation has had a year now, little kids, of not seeing faces. That's not good. That is not good. I have railed against the Muslim veil all of my life. I said women were dehumanized by it. Now men and women are being dehumanized. Oh, but not in the name of religion, in the name of secular religion, safetyism, which is more powerful or as powerful as fundamentalist Islam, as a, as a, as a guiding force in one's life. Oh, you'll be safe. Oh, oh, in that case, I'll even wear it in my car. Oh, in that case, I'll wear two masks. And, and a face shield. The, and and the, the irrationality in, in my state, where, uh, I, as I said on Fox News a, a couple, about a month ago or so, <laughs> where uh, you, you can sit on the plane and you're a couple of inches from a stranger, you could take off your mask to eat but I can't take off my mask to eat in a restaurant in California six feet from someone. Oh, one final thing. A doctor, yes, a doctor, has written a piece about how injurious this has been to the health of young people who need to breathe to develop antibodies. By keeping people quarantined and masked, they don't get a chance to get the normal germs, if you will, which give them antibodies. We are hurting these kids' health, not to mention their mental health. Okay. So I salute the Texas governor. You're a lucky person if your governor is conservative. Like South Dakota, Florida... Texas, you're unlucky if your governor is like the governor of California. And your luck is, is the same whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Democrats own restaurants too. Democrats work in, in nail salons too. Okie dokie. All right, now here, this is a first. I'm supposed to react spontaneously. Oh, look at that. Whoa. Play, play the video. 
should I say who it is? I mean, what I'm reading? So people will know what I'm going, whoa. Lieutenant Colonel Robert Hecker, 98-year-old World War II veteran. The 8th Air Force Bombardier was stationed at RAF, Royal Air Force, Denethorpe, Northamptonshire, 401st Bomb Group, 615th Squadron. That's really great. So it's from him? Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Hello, Dennis. You know, I'm so glad to get a chance to talk to you. I listen to you every morning and every day and uh, keep track of what's going on. And, and I was so delighted to find somebody who seems to think the way I do. So many people today, when I start giving them my ideas, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I keep saying, well, it's okay. Dennis says it. And if Dennis says it, then it's okay with me. <laughs> and they just don't understand or they don't want to understand. But uh, the world today is so strange and the people in it are so strange that it's so nice to find somebody who really understands what's going on and is able to come out and actually say it and convince people and you can do it and I hope you keep on doing it forever. I know I'll keep listening to you as long as I possibly can. Thank you, Dennis. Oh, uh, I could cry. You shouldn't do that to me. That was, I know. Really. Hmm. I am I, 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 choked up. Hmm. It's like seeing my dad, too. He's 98. So he was born in 19. I should be, if he were 100, he would have been born, let's say, in, in 1921. So 1919 or 1918. My dad was born in 1918 and fought in World War II. He's in great shape. Well, well, Lieutenant Colonel Hecker, you made my day. Got me quiet, actually. Where does he live? In Sino. Oh, in California. Mm-hmm. So should I read about him here? I, yeah, I feel a little more there if you want. A lead bombardier. Hecker's B-17 Flying Fortress, Ragged But Right, that was the name of it, Ragged But Right, flew 30 terrifying combat missions over Germany and across occupied Europe from May 45 to April 45, from the Siege of Brest to the airborne attack on the Netherlands and the Battle of the Bulge. Is that mind-blowing? Oh, I got the chills. And that, they see, that was a time... Americans believed in the essential goodness of America, and they were right to. America's composed of human beings. A lot of human beings stink. So in light, I wrote this. It's a very important piece I wrote. Given human nature, the American achievement has been all the more remarkable. America made a basically good country out of very flawed material, human beings. All right, bless you, my friend. How do we get out of here? So double click. That's right. That was moving. I, I got teared up, actually. 
All right, Sally, 40 in Los Angeles, California. Can you talk about the parallels of cancel culture to how communism would purge ideologies they didn't agree with? Thou hast answered thine question in thine question. It is exactly a parallel with communist culture. That is exactly right. There's nothing to add. That's what they did. Reading the New York Times, Washington Post, the LA Times is like reading Pravda. It's the party line. I'm reading the party line. That, that's, what, that's what that was. And cancel culture, another very important article I wrote. I, I hope you would all read my column every week. I, I put into writing very important stuff. It's free. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't try to sell you anything in general anyway. I try to sell you ideas <laughs> and values. Uh, but I, I I wrote about this in the uh, the reason why the left always suppresses dissent. Always, there's no there's no exception. Wherever the left, and I always distinguish between left and liberals. Check my article this week. Thirty two questions to ask someone to find out if they're liberal or leftist. Even if you don't have someone to ask it to, you should look at the thirty two questions. It will clarify what leftism stands for, without any judgment, without any statements, just, in, just as a question, 32 of them, my column this week. And uh, they suppress dissent. And I, again, as opposed to liberals who welcome dissent, conservative and liberal, conservatives and liberals have more, much more in common than liberals and leftists do. But liberals vote left, and that's the tragedy of, of, the, of America and the Western world. And the reason the left suppresses dissent always is that it cannot handle it. It is not based on, on reason or intellect. It is based on passion and dogma. The, the, the drivel that people are, are expected to believe, all whites are racist, do you understand? We're supposed to believe that? If you said all of any group is something, wouldn't you be regarded as a fool? Could you say all blacks and then fill in anything? Could you say all Hispanics and fill in anything? All Norwegians? All Thai? All Japanese? The only group you could say all about are white Americans. Why isn't that self-evidently preposterous, not to mention racist? Kara, 13 years old, Rockwall, Texas. Hello, Mr. Prager, Otto, Megan, and Snoopy. You're right between Otto and Snoopy. I was recently assigned a research paper about climate change and about the benefits of renewable energy. Uh-oh. Now, by the way, 13 years old. Why aren't you learning history? Why aren't you learning how to diagram a sentence? Why aren't you learning cursive? Why aren't you reading Shakespeare? Why aren't you reading the great American novels? You have to do, at 13, you're, you're, you're supposed to do, this is, this is indoctrination. That's all it is. It's not what a 13-year-old is, is, is going to school for. You learn, you learn the basics of your civilization and, and of uh, how to write a sentence in English if you're in, in, in an English-speaking country. 
That's what, by the way, I'm sure the vast majority of you never heard of diagram a sentence. Did you ever hear of it? I didn't think so. One of the reasons I write so well is because I learned to diagram sentences. Subject, verb, predicate, preposition, adjective, adverb. My friend and I wrote what we actually believe with statistics and cited sources, but we were both still given a failing grade. Our teacher's reason for our grade was we did not follow the prompt. We tried to fight it. What does that mean, did not follow the prompt? I was recently assigned a research paper about climate change and the benefits of renewable energy. Oh, so the teacher admits, I am indoctrinating you with the benefits of renewable energy. You can't have it both ways. You can't attack the student or fail the student for not following the prompt unless that's you they must toe the line <laughs> that's so interesting what a giveaway that it's indoctrination we tried to fight it but we were ignored and told by our teachers that we are stubborn and ignorant all of our so-called friends spread rumors about us and cussed in our faces two kids even tried to hurt us now on the assumption that this is true and i I always say that because I'm only hearing one side. On the assumption this is true, she was cussed at by fellow students. This is 13-year-olds. Two even tried to hurt them. They were abandoned by so-called friends. Do you realize what it is over? It is over the benefits of renewable energy. She didn't write, you know, she advocates genocide (laughs) or defends rape. This is over renewable energy. It's a religion. That's why it is. The, they, these two kids, what's her name again? Let's see. Kara and her friend, they're heretics. The, the, in the dark ages, this is how religious authorities would treat heretics. They would be ostracized, sometimes killed, but certainly ostracized because they were, they were blaspheming. And that's what you do if you differ on any subject that the left holds. You, you are just like a medieval dissident in, in the medieval church. Okay, two kids even try to hurt us. My question to you is how do we fight this intelligently? Right. By doing it intelligently. I'm glad that you put in the word intelligently. You do it calmly. And you even say, why do you hate me? Why are you so angry? Because I have a different view on renewable energy. Given that Texas had more people die of freezing than of heat this year because of this terrible burst of, of, of freezing temperatures, and the, uh, the renewable sources froze up. They were just, they were not available. They were not reliable. They're not nearly as reliable as electricity and, and natural gas not to mention petrol, gas, heating, and so on, and coal. 
I'm not saying we we should not offer a, a other forms of electricity, but I would ask them, why does this arouse so much anger in you? Now, it's not going to help, but it is it is worth asking. And the answer is, I'll tell you why. Because they have been indoctrinated at the age of 13 into believing, just as good leftists do, if you differ with us, you're evil. And that's it. So they think you're evil. Okay, Mark, 45, Sydney, Australia. Good day, Dennis. Good day. Oh, and Otto from Australia, Otto. Do you think there's any correlation between the rise of the climate change cult over the last two decades and the widespread acceptance of society to now surrender their freedoms in the name of being COVID safe? I think we now have a generation of minds unblemished by education. Instead, they've been indoctrinated to believe whatever those in authority tell them, so long as it is in the name of science. Well, I spoke, I addressed that earlier. It's, it's right. So long as it's in the name of science, it may not even be scientifically accurate, but if it's in the name of science, you just have to say the experts say and it is like a, a, a medieval religious man, thus saith the Lord. Now we have thus saith the experts. It's exactly, it's, it's a religion. All of leftism is, is a secular religion. It, and we, we have been, uh, trained to accept uh, anything that they want us to do. It's, it's, it's a little scary. I, we have to fight back. You know who's in the closet? I remember a call. I've been broadcasting 35 years. I remember a call about 30 years ago. So this is in the very, very beginnings of the of, of gay rights movement. There was no such thing as LGBT, I don't think even those initials were, were, were used at that time, let alone LGBTQ or LGBTQ+. So a guy calls me, he said, Dennis, I'm gay, I work in Hollywood, and I, I just want you to know I'm a Republican as well, and it is much, much easier for me to come out as gay than come out as Republican in Hollywood. I'll never forget that call. That was 30 years ago. That's infinitely truer today than it was then. You know who's in the closet in this country? Not gays, not, not even the transgender who were tiny, 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 tiny number of people. The only group in the closet are conservatives, even though half the country is conservative. But they are so suppressed should they come out, including losing their jobs and income not to mention reputation, friends, relatives. So they stay in the closet. The trick is to come out of the closet. You'll sleep better. It's a very big uh, thing for me to say. I think it's time. You have a couple minutes. What, how much is it? 27. Oh, cool. I do have a couple of minutes. I have a speech at the, the Prager store even though it sounds, I'm always self-conscious about anything that I don't own my my own stuff. So my my syndicator, to their credit, does. But you you might want to get my speech, uh, how to be courageous. I do have courage, and 
I think part of it is built in because I, I, I can't live with myself if I let the bad guys win. That, that's how I look at it. So there's something almost selfish in my courage. <laughs> I can't sleep well if, if I suppress myself. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't sleep well if they suppress themselves. That's the irony. I have friends who have come out of the closet, members of, because I'm in the music world, members of major orchestras in the country who've simply decided, I will let the chips fall where they may, I will come out as a conservative. <clears throat> and they, they, uh, they talk to me, they text me, they're much happier. As isolated as they might be among many, many members of their orchestra, and that's a, that's a real area where you need to be on some, with some camaraderie with your, with your comrades, as it were, Nevertheless, it's like I had dinner a couple of years ago at a speech right before I spoke in San Jose, California, outside of San Francisco. And uh, about six members of the San Francisco Symphony, one of the great orchestras of the country, had uh, asked to have dinner with me. And uh, most of them were wearing PragerU t-shirts. Members of the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. And my first reaction was, do your colleagues know this? And they go, yeah, of course, we're totally open. Because if you're open, first of all, you bring other people into your life. As soon as you open up, you will find out who else has been hiding. So the doors begin to open. And therefore, I strongly recommend that you not stay in the closet. You, you, it is very hard to open that door. But there's sunlight and there's air on the other side of that door and there's darkness inside. That's a good parting message for you to, to come out as what you really are and what you stand for. Otherwise, we could lose the West and specifically, certainly lose America. So open the door. In the beginning, there will be a, like a tornado. It won't be just fresh, beautiful air. It'll be a tornado. But once it passes, life is better. My friends, I want to remind you that this month in August are the fundraising months for PragerU. And your help makes it possible my old line is that good people are divided into three groups. The fighters, those, those who fight, those who help the fighters, and those who do nothing. Those who help the fighters are as important as the fighters. America and the West and liberty are worth fighting for. So thank you for your help, and I will see you on the next Fireside Chat. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.